Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to. Real quick, though, hit subscribe if you haven't done so already. And don't forget, today's episode is presented to you by the great people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado. I'll tell you more about what's going on at Superbook Sports Colorado here in a second, but giving you a quick preview of today's show, when spending too much on booze gets really out of control. I mean, they're spending a lot on booze, and then there's this story, which I just don't get. An overpriced item that you use in your bathroom. And honestly, the majority of the people out there are making fun of it that see it. But the problem is, somebody's going to buy it. Another example of DoorDash drivers getting out of hand. And it really makes me not want to use that service. If they ever pop up, no, screw it. And according to a survey in the United States, the top apocalypse survival team, and it just it just makes me angry, and I'm going to pick it apart. Uh, I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. But first, win a trip to the biggest football game of the year, courtesy of Superbook Sports Colorado. Superbook is going to fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game. They're also going to give you two tickets to the game, plus a three-night hotel stay. All you have to do is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th, and you're automatically entered to win. So go ahead and wager and win a super trip to Las Vegas, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's go! Let's go! And now... I don't get why people do this. A bottle of scotch whiskey billed as the most sought after in the world has sold for almost $2.7 million. I don't get it. Why? Are you going to drink it ever? If you spend $2.7 million on a beverage... Are you going to drink it? I guess if you have way too much income. If you have disposable income coming out your butt, then I guess. Yeah, sure. Why not? Invite some friends over, like one, and then, or just sadly drink it by yourself, I guess. I don't know. So just 40 bottles of the McCollin 1926 were bottled in... 1986 after being aged in sherry casks for 60 years. 12 of the bottles, including the one sold on Saturday, had labels designed by Italian painter Valerio, Valerio Ademia. Valerio Ademia. Oh, let me paint a, a beautiful picture on this bottle of scotch whiskey. <laughs> That's not Italian at all. That's like French or some dumb shit. I'm awful at it. I'm awful at it. Uh, listen, guys, I don't understand it. I had a buddy or have a buddy, and he had all this high-end booze. And he was able to get it because of his job. Every time he'd entertain clients and stuff like that, he would uh, buy the booze. He's like, okay, try this one. This is a $100 bottle of whiskey or whatever, bourbon scotch whatever that's okay pretty good pretty good 
And then the most disgusting one, and I don't remember the the brand, was I want to say it was like a three hundred dollar bottle of bourbon. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. And it just proves that just because you spend a lot of money on something doesn't mean it's going to be good. The $100 one was okay. But uh, in all honesty, I'm fine with the $40, 750 you know, <laughs> you know, liter, what, uh, whatever it is. <laughs> I can't think right now. Of, of whiskey. I'm fine with that. Shit, man, I, I, I'm fine with like a 20 bottle, $20 bottle of whiskey. After tasting a, a bunch of these high-end whiskeys and bourbons, was not impressed. Not impressed. So you got to be careful with that. But that being said, you don't buy something like this to drink. You buy something like this just to say you have it. it it's a status symbol. And I guess because I'm not in that world, <laughs> that I'm, I, I just can't wrap my brain around it. Hey, come on over. I got that new uh, $2.7 million bottle of scotch whiskey. Can we drink it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You can look at it, though. Maybe we pop the top and you can sniff it. That's about it. Man, if you if you were the, the kids in that house, if your dad... Or mom bought that, wouldn't you just like secretly want to go taste it? Just they're not gonna drink it anyway. Come on, just pour it out, replace it with some like iced tea. You're good. <laughs> right? That'd be awesome. That'd be so awesome. They'd never know. They'd never know. I asked Ron Burgundy actually uh, about a bottle of scotch selling for so much money. And this is what he had to say. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch has got scotch. Here it goes down, down into my belly. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. Really appreciate it. Thanks for joining the program. <laughs> I've had a, uh, a few drinks of scotch. I, scotch is good. Scotch is good. Uh, but I'm not like huge into drinking anymore. I don't know. I am and I'm not. It's just it's, there's a lot of headaches, literally, that go that come with it. So I don't I don't know if I'm down with that. Uh, speaking of things that are overpriced, Balenciaga is being ripped apart on social media because they're selling a towel for nine hundred and twenty five dollars. Yes, you heard that right. $925. For what? It's literally a towel. I, d I don't understand why anybody would think that that's, that's an okay thing to do. You just go to Walmart, Target, wherever, and get some fucking towels. $925. If I spend more than, I don't even know what a towel costs now at, at one of those stores, like a regular store. Probably 20 bucks at the most, I would think. I think they're probably like 10 bucks. I don't know. I don't really care right now. <laughs> I don't. But are you mad at, and I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying the name of the company right, Balenciaga. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but 
Are you more upset at them or the fact that they can justify putting that out there because they know somebody's going to buy it? Are you mad at them or are you mad at the customer? I have, I, I have to side with the company on this one. Because if somebody's dumb enough to buy a, a towel for $925, they say it's a towel skirt. But either way, um, if, if somebody's dumb enough to buy it, good for them for selling it. If there was something I could sell that was that overpriced and I knew people would indeed buy it, yeah, I'm going to do it. You would too. If there's a market for it, sure, why not? I don't understand it though. I really don't. This is this is this is why you see so many rappers or athletes stuff like that that go broke or or uh, lottery winners they go broke because they they misspend their money. They're they're not doing the right things with it. I'm not saying that I would do it perfectly if I all of a sudden won the lottery or if I came into a lo- large sum of money. I'm not saying that I would make a whole bunch of great moves with it, but I am not going to go buy a $925 towel skirt. That makes no sense. If your friend told you that they bought this new towel, oh, you got to go check out the towels in the in, in, in the bathroom. Whatever you do, don't use them. They're there for decoration, which is ridiculous. So many people do that. So many people do that. We did that at one time. Can't use that. Those are decorations. Let me get get you a different towel. Um, but if if your friends like, dude, I spent like nine hundred twenty five dollars on this. Isn't that nice? Doesn't it feel good? Isn't it soft? Be like, what? It's a towel skirt. What? Huh? Does it vibrate? Is it? Is there? You know, heat sensors and I don't get it. What's going on? <laughs> what? It makes no sense. Imagine if your significant other was just like, oh, check out what I got today at the store. <laughs> What'd you get? What'd you get? These towels. Oh, these are nice. Nice. Where'd you go? Walmart. I didn't know you were going to Walmart today. I would have had you pick something up. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't go to Walmart. Balenciaga. How much did you spend? Well, for one, $925. But I got for, for, I got two. <laughs> Got two, and they they say I got I saved a hundred dollars. It's so dumb. But seriously, have you ever gone over to somebody's house and you they have like uh, decorative towels that you're not supposed to use? <laughs> Isn't that weird? We seriously did that before we had kids, and then we realized that's dumb. <laughs> that's so stupid. Uh. I'm losing more and more faith in delivery drivers, and it's because of DoorDash. So this TikToker, DoorDash driver, filmed himself eating customers' food when they didn't leave a tip because DoorDash makes you leave a tip in order to complete the sale, I I believe, on their app. I don't use it anymore. And in, in in order to to complete the sale. So if you don't leave a tip, they're going to make it 
they, we said this the other day. They, they, the CEO is just like, well, we can't guarantee that you're going to get your food on time. It might take up to three hours or something like that because, you know, if they're not getting a tip, if the drivers aren't getting a tip, you're low priority. This is going to the head of DoorDash drivers. Like I said, this DoorDash driver's filming himself eating customers' food when they don't tip. How is that not theft? I mean, the dude should lose his job. That that would fucking piss me off. And I said this before, was what if you're what if you're trying to save uh, maybe you got cash in your wallet, but you don't want to put a big tip on your card for one reason or another. And you're like, I'll, I'll just give them cash when they show up. Well, that, that apparently that's, that's very frowned upon and you can't do that. DoorDash, uh, you got a big freaking problem on your hands and it's your, moronic drivers and it's here's the thing that sucks it's not all the drivers it's that loud minority that is causing the problem i hope it's a minority hopefully hopefully it's not the majority of drivers doing this i get it if if they're not going to give you a tip or you think they're not going to give you a tip they're low on priority but if that's the case do something different be an uber driver if you're going to do that, it, it, right? I, I mean, I, I I hate to say it, that maybe that's just not what you should be doing. And this guy that's eat, chowing down, he's like, oh, there's a burrito in here, blah, blah, blah. Yum, yum, yum. Really? Don't be that guy. That, that mm. And good luck getting another job because your name's everywhere. If, if I'm a, a potential employer of yours, you come to apply. What have you been doing lately? Oh, I've been, uh, I've been a DoorDash driver for however long. Okay, cool. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, after the interview, we'll give you a call. Um, we're just going to check some references, and we'll, we'll give you a call if, if you're going to be able to fit into this company, okay? Uh, fine. Guess what the employer is going to be doing? They're going to be searching for you online, figuring out what you've been doing on social media. They find this video, which has gone viral. Guess what? Don't want you on my team. You're not going to get hired, dumbass. I get it. It sucks when you rely on tips. But that's just, that's another problem. Because if you work for a restaurant, or you're relying on tips, it's because the people above you that are running the company are wanting the customer to pay your salary instead of the company actually paying your salary, which sucks. So if you're a waiter, they're paying you jack shit, and you're relying on the customer to cover the cost. And it sucks because if you're a really good waiter, but somebody gives you a trash tip, you get screwed. But guess who doesn't get screwed? The company, the management, they don't get screwed. They're screwing you over 
and keeping silent during moments like this for the most part. And, and you're the one getting screwed over. You, you, it, it sucks. I get it. I've never had a job where I've relied on tips. My brother has. I worked in restaurants, but never as a, as a in a full service, I should say. I was always in the quick serve or fast casual, depending on how you, you know, want to look at it. So I get it. It's one of those things where if if you're that upset that nobody's tipping you, let that motivate you to do something different. I hate to say it, but it's just one of those things where it's it's not working out for you. So go, shit, man, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep stealing from customers because they're not giving me a tip or they're giving me a, a, a crap tip. Well, do something different. I know that's easier said than done, but that being said, right now, go ask almost any company out there. There are so many companies that are desperate for good help. Don't rely on, on the customers to give you the tip. And I know that's going to piss off a lot of people that are in the service industry, but it's true. And it sucks. It's not your fault that that's what restaurants do. A lot of full service restaurants do that. They, they pay the wait staff. What is it like two, three bucks an hour, some crap like that. And then they, they expect you as the waiter to make up the cost from the customer. They are fucking you over. And then they're get, making you get upset with the customer because the customer's not, you know, paying <laughs> paying your salary. It's such a it's a it's a hot mess that needs to be fixed. I get it. Some places you get great tips. And remember when Casa Bonita was saying that they weren't going to uh, allow tipping anymore; they were just going to pay their employees more. There was a lot of people that were fine with it, but then there was a lot of people like, no. I could be making major bank. Like, it's nice that you're paying us extra, but I could make more than that because I'm a really good waiter. So it is such a hot piling, a pile of, of just hot garbage, that, and it's out of hand. And then people that don't get tipped get screwed over. Or if they're trying to find a different way to tip, when it comes to DoorDash, they're getting ripped off. So, I and, and I don't trust anything that comes through DoorDash because of that. What they need to do is change it so I tip after delivery. Okay? You come to my door, I either have the option to tip there or I'll finish did you receive your order yes was the order prompt yes blah 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 okay here's your tip just sent it to you why can't they do that that seems like an easy fix to this disgusting problem that's that's going on with doordash you just submit the tip after you receive your order again again that's the higher-ups screwing over the person that's actually doing the work. So that's an easy fix to the problem. Uh, an easy fix to the problem that won't 
be fixed anytime soon for in-store or you know full-service restaurants where you have a wait staff. The only way that gets fixed is if, um, well, and and it, it's fixed and it's not fixed is if you get rid of tips. They're still accepted, but you just pay your employees better and don't try to skip on the labor cost. We're only paying the wait staff like two, three dollars an hour. We're relying on the customers to fill the gap. But if you pay them a, a living wage without that, but still allow tips to occur, then that's good. Right? But don't make it mandatory for tips and all that stuff. It 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 is a hot mess. And, and listen, I'm not bagging on anybody that works in the wait staff. I get it. But if, if it's such a problem to be a DoorDash driver because people aren't tipping you right, then start looking for something else. And that's either going to be easy or it's not. I, it, it depends on you. It depends what you're willing to do. I know it's easy to go drive around, make some extra cash. But if you're getting screwed over on that, then don't do it anymore. Do something different. If you like to drive, be an Uber driver. You can make a good living on that. Unless you hate people and you don't want people in your car, <laughs> then, then that's another problem. But anyway, I don't, I don't know. You tell me your thoughts on that. I, I'm not trying to be offensive to the people that work in restaurants. I get it. It's a, it's a hard job. But my, more, my biggest issue is with the companies that run the place that uh, you know, are allowed to pay you less and then say, Hey, the customer is going to take care of the rest. And I also have a problem with this dipshit, uh, DoorDash driver who's eating people's food. That's disgusting. And he should be fired because he's stealing from the customer. It's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It just bugs the crap out of me. If I saw that guy in front of my house, eating my food, I would go up to him. And allegedly, I would go beat the snot out of them. I'm not saying I would, but I'm saying I would. <laughs> okay? Anyway, let's move on from that. We got more coming your way, but for Sugar Fire in Westminster, it's just off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron. They treat their people right, whether it's their employees or the customers. Just, it's such an amazing place to go into. And first of all, when you walk into the place, even before you walk through the doors, you're just greeted by this beautiful aroma of, of smoked barbecue. It's so beautiful. It just immediately puts you in a good mood. Everybody that every Monday night when I'm out there from six to eight watching uh, football with you guys, everybody that walks in, they all have a smile on their face. They do because of the the beautiful smells that that just are seeping through everything at sugar fire. It's so beautiful. And what's cool is if you follow them on social media at sugar fire Westy, they post their daily specials and sides, whether it's Bronco burger, double cheeseburger, bacon, brisket, pickle, onion, and Texas hot sauce. They also do burnt ends, smoked fried wings, brisket, Mac and cheese. Oh, <laughs> so good. And some of their most popular 
specialty sides are like hash browns, casserole, Brussels sprouts, and sweet chili. I love that one. Oh, so good. Cucumber salad and smashed loaded potatoes. They also have their their sauces. You can't forget about the hot their their sauces. St. Louis sweet, Texas hot, coffee, Carolina mustard, and white barbecue. And here's the thing. It's one thing for me to say it, but here's here's a listener. This comes in from Eddie. He's all, dude, I tried this place out a couple weeks ago. I was blown away. Be like Eddie. Eat some sugar fire. It's so delicious. It, it's it's life-changing, honestly. It's so good. Sugar fire in Westminster, by far my favorite barbecue place in the state of Colorado. It's family-friendly. It's a great place for a date night or even catering for those special family events like weddings, holiday parties. Uh, gosh, we have holidays coming up. Maybe you want a good play, a good uh, catering company for your company holiday party. There you go. Sugar Fire in Westminster. Check out Sugar Fire in Westminster just off 144th and Orchard Parkway. Like I said, just east of Huron. Follow them on social media at Sugar Fire Westy. It's Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. So I saw this, and, and it's so frustrating. <laughs> so frustrating. The name Kelsey, as in Travis Kelsey, has taken over one of the top spots for trending dog names in America. It increased by 135%, according to data released by Rover, which is a Seattle, Washington-based platform that connects pet parents with pet sitters and animal daycare providers. This is all because of Taylor Swift. What the heck? <laughs> They're like, oh, look at this, look at this little little chihuahua. We're gonna call him Kelsey, huh? Cause he's our little bitch, huh? Just like uh Taylor has Travis as hers. <laughs> That's messed up. It's so messed up. Travis Kelsey, people are naming dogs after you. Congratulations. But it's funny because I pulled up the top 100 dog names of 2023. Number 100 was Rex. I think that's still a good, like, dog name. I do. Let's go through some some of these. Uh, Louie, that's a good one. Ozzy, that's for the... That's for the dog that just stares at the wall all day. Uh, let's see. Rufus. Rufus. That's an old school name. Ronnie. Bruce. Harley. Harley's a good one. If you're a biker, Harley is a great name for an animal, whether it's a dog or a cat. Otis. Rolo. George. Ah, I like that one. Cookie. Oh, it's Cookie. Oh, goodness gracious. Honey. Ziggy. Winston? Winston just reminds me of the dude from Ghostbusters. I would that, that's a great idea. Next animals next animal we get, we're naming them after Ghostbusters. Maybe we'll start with Winston, then eventually go to Ray, and then who who is Bill Murray's character? I can't remember right now. But yeah, that would that would be great. Great. Number two is Bella. Isn't that from Twilight? That, that's old. Old. And the number one 
dog name of 2023, Luna. Why don't you just put a sign on the back of your dog that says, kick my ass? Because Luna is a horrible name for a dog. Come on. Luna. <laughs> These are all pretty good, actually. They're pretty basic. Um, nothing out of out of hand. Nothing crazy. But, yeah, I mean, mm, I wouldn't want to call my name, you know, Luna, Milo, Teddy, Lola, Poppy, Coco, Buddy, Bailey, Charlie. See, th these aren't like crazy names, but hey, whatever. I get at the end of the, dude, we have a cat named Gary. Oh, I love Gary. Such a sweet cat. He has diabetes, but. He is a great, great cat. <laughs> he is a great cat. He's now uh, has his diabetes under control, so he's even more lovable. And then I got him this toy because the, the the vet is like, well, his teeth are kind of messed up, and the bad thing is his cats don't chew on anything like dogs do. So you're gonna have to start, you know, bringing him in here and pay the ungodly amount of money to get his teeth cleaned. I'm like, mm, let me Google this. And then I Googled, there's like cat toys that are made for that. You buy them at Walmart for like seven bucks. Just filled with catnip. Boom, suck it. Guess what I bought them? I bought him a banana, <laughs> a cat toy banana with catnip in it. Now he chews on it like every night and it's his toy. Then he gets high and starts going all over the place. And I, then I slip into bed and then he attacks my legs. And he's like, <laughs> and he has those big old devil eyes looking at me. And his tail's kind of twitching. And he's looking at me like, you going to move, motherfucker? You going to move? You going to move? <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? But he's got cleaner teeth. So there you go. Next time I take him in, I'm going to be like, oh, what's up? What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> Uh, we don't need to get in on vets because I, I just I have a hard time with vets. The vet last time I took my cat in there was trying to play guilt trip on me about not getting all this other blood work done. I'm like, but you just said he's perfectly healthy. And the one blood work that you ran on him said he was he was perfectly fine. The only issue was his teeth. Now you want to run 300 more dollars worth of blood work. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. He's happy. I don't need to be poking and prodding him. Plus, he's old. You say he's six, but some other doctors are like, he might be closer to 10. Just let him live his happy life. Fuck, man. He's happy. The kids love him. He snuggles up next to me every night. That's his thing. Oh, gets in his little nook right by my armpit. Oh, it's so cute. I'm a cat person now. <laughs> Hey, real quick, according to a, a survey out of the United States, they, they got a list of the top apocalypse survival team. And it's really interesting. It did not go the way I thought it was going to go. But as I go through this, it made me realize, ultimately, if you're going to have a special team, you need somebody that's smart. You need somebody that's strong to lift things. And in 
you know, a, a grinder, a grunt, somebody that's level-headed. But you might want to have one guy on staff that's a little crazy, somebody that you're like, whoa, did he just say what I think he said? Yeah, he said, I'm going to bite his dick off. Yeah, you, you might want one of those guys on your team. <laughs> you might. <laughs> so this is the list real quick. Number one, Dwayne Johnson. Would you want Dwayne Johnson on your top apocalypse survival team? It's the end of the world. I guess he would be beneficial because he could lift a lot of heavy things. And given the right knowledge, he could help build structures for survival. It's the apocalypse. We need somebody strong to move stuff. He seems like that he could handle that. Now, he's not going to be able to run very far, and he's not very flexible, so he, he may be limited on his abilities. But, hey, something heavy needs lifted? Yeah. Hey, DJ, come here. Can you lift this? Thanks. I used to be in all these movies. Don't give a crap, man. Just lift the log. I can't do it. Number two, Chuck Norris. He's your security guy. Now, that being said, he's up there in, in age. But he's been around. He could train people to be fighters, to defend. So, wouldn't be bad. He would be your sensei. He'd be very level-headed, I would imagine. This is where the list starts getting wonky. Number three, Superman. <laughs> what? Come on, people. You just ruined the credibility of this list by saying Superman. He's not real. If Superman was indeed real, he would be the only person I would want on my team. Why? Because he's got laser eyes and he's super strong. Okay? Yeah. Hey, Superman, can you build me this? You're super fast. Build this, 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 this. Thanks, bud. Can you burn, you know, can you start a fire? Thanks. <laughs> All right. Makes no sense. Number four, John Cena. I, I would think that he's a little bit of an upgrade over the rock. He seems like he he's a little bit nicer, not as self-centered. Uh, but ultimately, kind of the same as Dwayne Johnson. MacGyver is number five. Again, he's a character, not real. Plus, do you think a paperclip and bubblegum are the best tools to survive an apocalypse? I'm going to raise my hand and say, no, I don't. Don't think so. This is the only one that really makes sense. Number six, Bear Grylls. Absolutely. Former British... Navy special forces guy or whatever he was has a show in where he shows you how to survive. He puts himself in situations so you can go, okay, if you're doing this, this is how you get out. Now let's go over here and I'll show you how you get out of this situation. He would be able to teach you and be able to do things that would help you survive. All the other guys so far, not not really. Maybe Chuck Norris as far as, as far as defense. 
Number seven, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I like him, but I think the only thing that he would be good for is being a negotiator with other, I guess, tribes or or whatever you want to say, clusters of, of people. Okay, we got to go talk with the people over there. Go get Sam. He's He's got to be talking because he's going to lay down the thunder, okay? Right? Don't don't you think he that's that's what he would be perfect for? I'd have a hard time saying no to him. Be like, okay, can you stop using the F-bomb? I like to use it, but man, man. Number eight, Jackie Chan. He's old, kind of like Chuck Norris. Their times are limited, but they could teach you some stuff as far as you know, maybe you need to do some parkour. So we got Jackie Chan here. I need to learn how to jump from one building to another building off a dumpster into here and blah, blah, blah. Jackie's your guy. Okay. He knows how to do this. Elon Musk comes in at number nine. <laughs> He's creative. Yes. But can he physically put in the work? Because if it's the apocalypse, I don't want somebody just sitting there going, hey, you guys need to do this, 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 and this. It's more of what we need to do is, guys, this is what we got to do. You guys need to do this. I'll do this, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's going to be putting in the work. I have a feeling he'd be sitting back pointing the finger and telling people what to do. Oh, la, la. Oh, well. King in the castle, king in the castle. Have a chair, I have a chair. Oh, go do this, go do this. King in the castle. That's that's Elon Musk. That's the apocalypse version of Elon Musk. Just sitting back. He's Borat. King of the castle, king of... Wowie wow. <laughs> right? That's him. And number 10, Indiana Jones. Again, not real. Plus, all he has is a whip. Now I get he's a smart dude and knows a lot of history, but does that really matter? I don't think so. If you were going to make a list, feel free to send it to me, dehuffpodcast at gmail.com, or you can shoot me a, a message, whether it's direct message or a public message on social media at dehuffpodcast. I just feel like, uh, that's a these are interesting names but with the exception of bear grills i really don't see me really picking any of these guys other than superman if he was real okay if he's real sure i would go superman and bear grills then we're good superman's like um yeah i can light a fire with my eyeballs and i can lift heavy stuff and i can move really fast but that's really it does anybody know how to catch some food? <laughs> okay. I'm not a what you call a good fisherman. Okay. You can't just go in there and grab a fish. Ew. Gross. Okay. Superman's a pussy. Anyway. <laughs> By the way, I tweeted that list out and Mike responded with, that survey is dog shit. <laughs> Mike. Congratulations, you're ending the show today. Thank you so much. If you guys want to reach out to the show and maybe you got some interesting topics you want to share, maybe you found a crazy story you want to pass along, 
please shoot me an email, dehuffpodcast at gmail.com. Or again, you can find me on social media at dehuffpodcast. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Um, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't done so already. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing barbecue place that you got to go check out. 144th and Orchard Parkway. Again, in Westminster. Also, big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. Uh, have an amazing day. Hopefully you laughed a little bit in this show. Uh, let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.